If you are sitting at home next to your radio, you're hearing the music faster than you are if you're in the hall. Listening for the secret. Searching for the sound. This is The Sound Podcast with Ira Haberman.
You've been listening to the Elliot Peck penned The Colors Here from Midnight North's forthcoming record, Diamonds in the Zodiac, out November 10th from Americana Vibes. Rather than spoil my conversation with Elliot Peck and Graham Lesh of Midnight North, here is said conversation from last week. We talked about the band maturing, the making of the new record, Diamonds in the Zodiac, and some subtle influences among several other tidbits. Let's start here. Diamonds on the Zodiac is due out uh, November 10th. It's the latest since there's always a story in 2021, which was, I guess, your post-pandemic record. You probably wrote it pre-pandemic or around yeah. pandemic. And then Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is really a fresh, a fresh record, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally, yeah. It was recorded here in California actually we brought we brought amy out uh out here um at space camp that's dave school's place right yeah yes and so first um why did you choose amy over somebody whose studio you were in like what was the what was the connection to amy that made you decide to to bring amy aboard uh we had been doing shows at the barn um we had been kind of connecting with her. I had been in a band with her called Capital, the Capital Sunrays, um, mostly in 2019. We had done some shows, um, and we just been connecting more. And we we ended up writing a song that's on the record called Songlines, um, just in Woodstock after Midnight North had played a show there, and um, the the three of us basically just writing, um, just having a day to write and we wrote song lines and I feel like we were just driving back from from doing some writing and we we're like what if we asked Amy to, yeah, to produce? produce yeah yeah it was such a pleasure working with her as a, uh, to, to write I, you know and I, I don't usually write like in a group and so it was a it was a totally different dynamic for us um, and really cool, like really fun to just practice thinking on your feet. And um, mm -hmm. anyway, a Amy had such a she just has such a knowledge of music in so many different ways. She, you know, she can hear something that you're not hearing. Um, she's so rhythmic. She's got that like drummer <laughs> vibe in yeah. her bones. And she just <laughs> knows how to like, you know, to syncopate things and to I don't know, just just translate them a little differently than you're hearing them. And I think we were both just like, wow, that was that was a really cool experience and we yeah. the three of us worked really well together um not to mention this singing was just oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah of course getting to yeah. sing the three of us together was yeah really fun. amazing i've always loved how she talks about um about singing and about yeah. our voices and about my voice and how right. blends work and um she does like in in previous interactions with her whether she's you know, in Phil and Friends, or we're playing with the Ramble Band, or I'm just watching the Ramble Band, or I'm watching her band. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's I've always felt like she kind of talks like a, I, I imagine a producer would, yeah. you know. Um, and so we definitely decided to work with her and talk to her about it. And she was into the idea of helping us with this project. Um, and uh, we, yeah, we figured that out before we figured out where, mm. um, or who would engineer or anything like that. And, right. um, at some point we just, we figured we'd bring her out to California and then it was figuring out which studio. And, um, I talked to Dave and I'd been hearing from our friends, Alex Coford and, and Elliot, you've done some stuff at space camp too on other people's records. Yeah. And so we were, um, yeah, I was kind of just excited to try out a new spot and then the engineer who worked there, Jason Reed. Yeah. Um, 
was uh, just a legend and helped us, you know, craft the 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 sounds that we described to him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Amy was more big picture, a lot of the writing, and um, then we could have the the technical side mm -hmm. of it come from from Jason, yeah. and then eventually Dan uh, uh, Goodwin who mixed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. Let's let's unpack some of it first. Yeah, yeah. First, the Amy Helm connection. I mean, it is sort of a full circle moment, right? Because you guys have been pay, playing the barn for a while, and and if my memory serves, and I could be wrong, I remember your dad saying that that the barn was sort of an a precursor or at least influenced uh, Terrapin to to come about, right? Is is that accurate? Yes, that is very accurate. Um, yeah, we did a, a ramble. In 2010, my brother and I and my dad, um, and you know the whole family was there. My dad was touring a lot with Further, um, and I think that was a pretty busy schedule. And he saw what Levon had um, then, and and then we went again the next year in in 2011. And we had, you know, we I think we did these those both of those rambles because uh, Larry Campbell was in right, Phil and friends, and was also band leading Levon's band um, at the time, and I. I believe Levon had opened for Phil and Friends a couple times um, in the like few years before that too. Um, but yeah, my parents, you know, we, we went and did the show. I met Amy for, I think the first time then. Um, oh. Yeah. We met people like Tony Leone. We, we'd known um, uh, Larry and Teresa very well at that point already. Um, you know, met Byron and, Brian Mitchell and actually the first time Donald Fagan was there and sat in it wow. was it was a crazy it was an amazing time um and you know we um we did the show and then just walked into I, I've told this story and um uh, my parents have told this story but we walked into his kitchen and just were hanging out you know into the night after that my parents were like that's what we need <laughs> the people that come to us. <laughs> you know and so you know two years later there's terrapin so yeah i you know we've been we've been close with with amy and levon and and sandy and larry and Teresa and that whole scene in woodstock yeah. basically ever since so um yeah been very cool to to bring it bring her to the west coast yeah. for, for this project and um yeah it's been it's been good how much discussion do you have personally with her about being the child of a musician who was in such a historical and monumental and significant band? I mean, if I think of American bands and you think of the Grateful Dead and you think of the band, mm -hmm. there aren't too many bands with that kind of history. And the fact that, you know, Amy's Levon's child, obviously, and you're Phil's child, obviously you share sort of that spirit of being in such humongous bands. Do you, do you ever just, or, or being part of the history of such humongous bands? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever discussed, have you ever just had that discussion with her? Yeah. We talk about it occasionally, but it's, you know, it's, it's not something we like to sit down and. <laughs> right, right. No, no, it just may come uh, up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just the sort of things that come up because it's something we have in common. Um, but, you know, we have it in common with a bunch of other people too, which is cool. You know, we, um, I just did Phil and Friends with Dwayne Betts and, right. you know, um, we know 
Dickie and, you know, Dwayne too through that. And uh, we just opened for O'Teal and Friends and Dwayne and um, Lamar Williams were both there. So there's a bunch right. of people Chem in the, and the... Yeah, the Chemox. Yeah, we're for in sure. that band too, Steve and Johnny. A lot of yeah. second generation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, we shouldn't yeah, leave specifically out... Specifically, the, the Almond Brothers mm -hmm. is like the th kind of third mm. part of that triangle yep. with the band and the dead for yeah. sure. Yeah. So um, all the folks in there. And I know I've talked to Dwayne probably more even than Amy about some of this stuff because he does that the the thing with Devin Allman too so you know it's um uh it's just something we all have in common and you know the funniest story with this record and all this is that um you know we're doing this thing with Amy and we're in you know West Sonoma County um kind of the middle of the nowhere where the studio is and uh my wife Claire and I go to breakfast with Nathan, our drummer, just in in downtown Occidental, which is like two blocks. <laughs> and we there's like a a couple uh, having breakfast right next to us, uh, or right next to the table that Nathan had picked. And they're like around our age, they're hip. They have a really cute dog, and uh, <laughs> and Nathan has has like three people's worth of food in front of him. So he's like feeling like a weirdo because he's got all this food. It's he had already ordered for me and Claire. Uh -huh. um, and then we finally sit down and we start talking. Claire just immediately starts talking about the dog um, with the, the couple. And, um, and it turns out it's Micah Nelson and his partner. Um, and then, you know, months later, we're like, who should do the album artwork? And Nathan had the idea to, to ask, might get to paint something but that was just it was this funny kind of full circle yeah. it yeah, all makes great. sense sort of a thing with another you know another second generation uh artist uh, amazing artist yeah. yeah so i was gonna yeah. ask you about particle kid slash mike and Nelson, yeah. but i'm glad you segued right into it yeah, um, yeah. It all it's all Yeah, it's all mismatch. It's, yeah. it's just my iPad on shuffle or my my iPhone on shuffle is really yeah. what it is. Um <laughs> um Back to California was written years ago for Under the Lights, um yep. which was released back in 2017, um when we first met probably. Um that song was refined or changed up for this record. Why this song now like why now instead of then and and why and how does it even come up in conversation now instead of back then i mean i think we were kind of touring a decent amount in the like post pandemic there's always a story kind of time yeah and you know nathan our drummer wasn't in the band then i never was super stoked with how i i like i i like the recording um, but we never ended up playing it all that much. The the recording that's on mm -hmm. Under the Lights, we never played it all that much. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I just we we have. I mean, this is our fifth record. We have a lot of songs, and so yeah. we sometimes we talk about bringing some of the old songs back. But we're such a different band. Yeah, I think such that, a different band. Yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, it's cool to try some of that old material. Um, you know, with new lineup and yeah. a, a new perspective. And, um, you know, especially like a song like that, it has such a great melody and some really uh, classic lyrics, in my opinion, that, um, you know, it, it kind of wanted to be played, but we needed to find the right groove for it. Yeah. And um, I didn't think the groove, you know, it's kind of more of a halftime thing. I joke now, I, I kind of like when we brought it back and we started reworking mm -hmm. it, 
which went through a couple steps, <laughs> the, the reworking. Uh, but the first one was basically just taking the song and putting it to this new groove, which had this sort of bouncy, you know, it's a lot more up-tempo. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, I was um, uh, I was sort of referencing a, a band called Hiss Golden Messenger mm -hmm. that we're big fans of. And there's like, uh, there's some songs I was listening to, there's some hand drums, and it's just like, it's got this pulse all the mm -hmm. way through it. Mm -hmm. um, and Nathan calls it bay rock now right um, right, right. i like where i'm like hashtag bay rock put, put it on everything <laughs> um but the you know the older version it's it's this road song you know like it, it the, the lyrics make you want to like you know in my opinion like it's got a big anthemic melody and it's it's yeah. this road song you want to be able to like roll the windows down and like crank it up you know and it's this sort of like uh, the other recording is good for what it is, but it didn't feel like it fit. Mm -hmm. It's more halftime. It's it's a lot slower. So we started playing it um, live and refining it, and the new groove kind of just really worked yeah. and took off. And we we're just like, well, let's we got to put this down on <laughs> tape, you know. Um, so then it just got added to the pile of. Uh, to me, it feels like a whole new song. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. It's sort of like your. Uh west coast version of new york state of mind sort of right like it's yeah, sort of yeah, has, yeah. That, <laughs> has that that feel um and and it, i'm glad that you referenced bay rock because i think i think it's a reference to california soul from one of our favorite bands right mother hips i mean yes all, yes everybody who knows anything about the bay area and good music knows about the mother hips and that's right and i i feel like that original version that i made i was trying to do a hip song because they're so good at doing like really energetic but like kind of halftime riff rock you know yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah and it's still got a groove and i just i don't think we quite pulled it off you know <laughs> um so instead we pivoted to his school the messenger instead and yeah. um i i really dig how how this version came out yeah you mentioned the band lineup and this band has gone through several different lineups um um what what is the current state of the band right now but besides the two of you it's it's basically you know final i mean we have um like the band is is the four of us it's the two of us with connor who's been connor o'sullivan who's been there from the beginning and Thanks, nathan Claire. yeah on bass and nathan graham who's our our drummer and uh to me the band is sort of like coalesced when we met nathan mm -hmm. um and uh he wasn't he we met him when we were uh basically finished yeah. yeah um but we we had finished yeah. but hadn't put out under the lights mm -hmm. um so he's um there's always a story our last record was kind of our first one with mm -hmm. him so i i do think of this one and that and always a story as being like this sort of like paired thing i don't know we've we found he's kind of good at everything. Nathan's <laughs> yeah. good at everything. Yeah, so. he's a writer, he's a singer, he's a harmony yeah. expert. Yeah. He can do it all. It's banjo, banjo player. Yeah, so to have somebody like that joining us, um, you know, to fill out that third writer position is just super cool to have, you know, another set of um, ideas and ears on all of our stuff. It's, it's really great. Yeah, and, and, and you know, on, yeah, on Keys, we have uh, our friend TJ Kanjadeski, um touring with us and he played a little bit on this record but we for a lot of the piano on the for the recording it's jason crosby uh, yes. our friend who 
is a, a little busy with some other acts. Jackson you Brown probably haven't heard of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's but, pretty you know, amazing the the artistry that's come out of the Bay Area. I mean, Jason's not he's a transplant, yeah, he's but East Coast guy, yeah. But it's amazing how many of you are you know active, so active. Um, and and really, it stems from I think Terrapin and, and growing yeah, up oh, sort of a little sure. bit at Terrapin, right? Totally. totally. Um, yeah. The other connection to your roots is Jupiter. Um, and yeah. it's a song originally, well, penned by, it's a poem, obviously, penned by by Robert Hunter, um, who's responsible for, for those who are listening who don't know, he's responsible for <laughs> 75%, if not more, of the Grateful Dead originally song, uh, original songbook, except for the couple of tunes your dad wrote separate, although I think your dad wrote a couple of songs with Robert and the songs that obviously um, Bobby wrote um, with... Barlow. Yeah. Barlow, yeah. First, how did you find the lyrics or, or the poem? And then how surreal was it to create a song based on those lyrics? Uh, well, I'm not the first one in my no. family to, to do it. Um, my brother wrote some lyrics to some old, um, some actually some very old ones to Jack of Roses and Return to Terrapin, who were, which are part of the Terrapin Suite, yeah. um, which we've performed with film friends a bunch. Um, so I kind of had that idea, um, but these lyrics come from a pretty specific spot there, um, or specific place back in like 2001, I think, or maybe 2002. Um, my dad had this idea um, to do, he called, he and my mom like worked up this whole theme. They would do all these theme shows, uh, even through the Terrapin years. Mm -hmm. And this one was for a whole tour um, and it was the Planet Jams. Um, and my dad wrote all this music. Um, and I think, um, and the, like each, each song is for a specific mode. It's the ancient planets, not the ones we know exist now, but it's right. the seven, including, um, you know, Luna and, and soul. Um, yeah, it's Jupiter, Saturn, Mars, Mercury, Venus, Luna and Soul. I think there's seven of them. Um, and so there's a jam, basically a composition that my dad, um, which you can find on archive. They kind of just jammed, scattered them throughout a tour, a summer tour in 2001. Um, and I guess the idea was for each of those planets, there would be the jam, but also a, a sung composition. Um, and so my dad worked with Hunter to like, create all of these planet songs and mm -hmm. i don't think he ever put he definitely never put music to jupiter um and now our friend alex coford has written um, amazing music to mercury mm -hmm. um from the same set of lyrics at some point in mid terrapin time so probably 2016 15 16 ish um my parents kind of just like explained i mean i kind of known about it but like passed on the lyrics to all of us to these seven uh sets of lyrics and so there's more um out there and they pass it on to me and brian and ross james and alex coford and elliot and you know some of our friends we figured maybe we'd do something with the terrapin family band um with these compositions but uh, i think me and alex are the only ones who actually did it so i've actually had this this song this composition for a while um and I actually did find the right 
keyed in mode it's you know it's c or f uh, or g mixolydian um is like the correct mode for that for jupiter for the planet of jupiter when oh. the, like the ancients were like you know matching signs of the zodiac with with you know the frequencies they heard um yeah. uh yeah and so i i wrote it a while ago i it seemed like the right time to do it and i'm so stoked we actually got my dad to play on the track and uh, the performance is really great so good. it was so fun to mm -hmm. to track it yeah. Um, and I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm waiting to like perform it mm -hmm. live until <laughs> yeah. until the album's actually yeah, out. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. Yeah, um, it's the longest song on the album too. Obviously, I mean it's it's, it's I think 100 the, the no. longest song <laughs> yeah. we've done ever. Right? <laughs> ever right? Yeah. Like I think the first song on the record uh, is like six minutes, and this track's in just over ten or just at, at about ten. I, yeah. I know I've asked this before, but. And I know you guys write songs collectively, but are there are the songs that Elliot brings to the table the songs that she ultimately sings lead on? Is that is that the idea? Typically, Usually, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's usually how it works. I mean, yeah, I mean, most of the time we come to the band with a song that's a pretty flushed out idea. You know, like I'll I'll definitely have most of the. Uh, lyric and and uh, like a chorus and a, and a verse um and then bring it to the band for you know for moving it into a, a yeah. three-dimensional you know yeah. kind of composition so yeah that's ultimately how it tends to shake out yeah there's um, a little bit of exceptions there's a little bit of exceptions and on on this one um you know the the song questions like I, we ended up singing that almost all the way through together but that was definitely all Graham yeah i think we're I, I mean at some point it would be fun i think to like try and write for other uh, writing for other people has never been something that i've i'm like super confident in you know i mm -hmm. feel like especially melodies we're we're very good like we've done a couple but you always like take some things and tweak it to like sing it in your voice and like right. some of the phrasing is very different in how we do things like right uh, on the last record, Sailor in the Sea, mm -hmm. we have a key change and Elliot sings the second verse. And obviously I wrote that melody. I wrote kind of wrote the whole song and we just like changed the key and had Elliot sing it, sing that. But you definitely like put your own, you even changed some lyrics mm -hmm. and like put your own spin on the, on even like the what the melody right, is. Right. And that's like, I think a very important tweak that always has to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas I, I know some other friends, like we talked to, I talked to JT, mm -hmm. um, JT Nero from birds of Chicago. And he's like very good these days at like, Oh, I'm writing for that person. Oh, yeah. Like, and like tries to like kind of get their voice in his head and he'll like yeah. be able to sing, you know, yeah. he's like married to a songwriter too. So they'll like write for each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, very, <laughs> like they have very different voice. Anyway, yeah. it's like one of those things where. I'm I'm definitely not at that point, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you know to be a uh, to be authentic in your craft of songwriting, it really has to be your voice, right? I mean, until yeah. you until you figure it out for other people, you really have to yeah. concentrate on your own, uh, getting out what you what you have to say. Uh, the sound does continue to evolve. There's a lot more going on, and I I think we talked a bit about that in terms of mastering the record and what Amy brought and the engineer and and mastering it. Um, how do you guys determine what kind of song is it it's going to be like is it going to be a country song is it going to be a soul song a rock like how do you 
determine that um, based on lyrics, based on who's going to sing lead? Like, how, how do you come to that conclusion? Because it is a, a, a potpourri of, of sounds on, on this record again. <laughs> And, that's um, yeah that's usually how we roll <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i think we're both we're also we have so many great influences you know and that's that's what's hard to stop it's like you know you there's times where um i mean i just write what i write and it comes out and and sometimes i think people can classify it as a country more country version of a song or or more soul you know version um but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really try to write within a category. It just kind of happens. And then, you know, how the band interprets it, too, also right. contributes to the sound and, and yeah. where the direction we take with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. There's always a thing that happens when the song comes to the band, I think. But I think both of us are pretty. I think we usually have a pretty clear idea of what we want mm -hmm. the like the overall song to sort of sound like right. just from experience and knowing the rest of the band and everything. Um, of course, with the track like Back to California, I was wrong, you know, <laughs> like that needed some more time and the, you know, six years of, <laughs> uh, of uh, kind of ignoring that and then bringing it back in a totally different form um, in order to like get there. But that was, you know, a different drummer and, we had Alex playing keys and, you know, it was a whole yeah. different, um, actually uh, you played keys. Played you played keys. piano on that. That <laughs> yeah. was back in the day when you would mostly play piano mm -hmm. on my songs and guitar on mm -hmm. your songs. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 it's some, you know, it, it's a little bit of a trial and error for, for these songs. And, you know, we try and be prepared as prepared as possible before we get to the studio. Um, <laughs> so we're not, you know, working things out. Yeah. Right. Um, but I don't know if this is jumping around, but then there's also the songs that get written right before the session, <laughs> like a great farewell. And then it like comes out amazing. Um, Cause we had to kind of learn it on the spot. And there, that spark is another kind of special thing. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Uh, I know that you have a couple of dates already lined up for this record. Uh, and you've, you've actually played a couple of dates already around this record. Um, and you have another one coming up in November. Is the plan to get out there and and tour after November tenth and really and really take this record around? Um, is is that the is the, that the goal here? That's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we kind of get out there and play whether we have a record or not. Sure. Um, but yeah, we just announced a bunch of dates in in January, February, March on the East Coast. Right. Um, these ones in November are. Uh, all in California. Yep. Um, coming up. Uh, I don't know when this airs, but <laughs> as we speak, they're all coming up. And you can uh, find them all on your website, obviously, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Midnight North. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I'm stoked to play. There's three or four songs we just straight up haven't played live. So right. Um, yeah, we've been slowly bringing them in we got colors in there that was a big one we got questions we've played once mm -hmm. um so yeah we're we're pretty stoked that uh it's kind of all happening and we're we got all this new addition to the repertoire yeah it's gonna be That's great, great. Mm -hmm. um and and you're always you're both you're both obviously always writing right i mean that that doesn't stop um you even had you know songs before you go into sessions that just sort of appear um <laughs> 
so you're you're obviously always writing and and i guess the plan is to tour this record and then see what's what's next right yeah definitely yeah. i mean we're always always collecting ideas and and things to to move on for for the future um it's it's funny it's like you get one record done and you almost feel like shit we gotta <laughs> get started all over again right. it, it comes up pretty quick this the cycles you know so it's like yeah if you get if you get started right after the first one's out then in about two years we'll have yeah. it all ready for the next one so yeah it's a constant constant effort to it's keep working kind of the reason i think that like bands traditionally fall into that every other mm -hmm. year yeah. kind of thing mm -hmm. um though you know Stay tuned to Elliot's social medias too, because he's got some some music coming out. Yeah, it sounds really good. Got some new stuff. Can't wait. Um, yeah. Is there is there any Terrapin Family Band stuff? I know that you, um, Graham, you did a lot of Phil and Friends stuff at the Cap, and and what a lineup that was the last run. But is there is there Terrapin Family stuff coming up, or is it just Phil and Friends in Midnight North at this time, at this point? It's basically been Phil and Friends in Midnight North, though we've been, me and Ross and Alex have been, uh, and Jason have been using the Terrapin Family Band name for some shows of our own. Uh, okay. Ross has been playing bass, and uh, we've had Eric Krasno most of the time. Well, though, if you're going to find the right have, place. Yeah, no, it's no big deal. He's an uh, adequate replacement, I guess, for Ross yeah, on guitar. Yeah, Kraz is pretty great. I don't <laughs> think he can make the next one, but we have got Scott Law and Nikki Bloom joining us. That's just going to be kind of a holiday show. Um, I mean, not just, but, you know, um, I think we're calling it Grateful Holidays, but just a one-off, you know. Um, cool. uh, Ross and Alex are no longer based in the Bay Area, so right. um, we gotta we got to take our time with them. When we, whenever we can get it um, and sure. try and try and maximize that. But, you know, I love playing with those, those folks too. Um, but yeah, with my dad, it's mostly film friends and we got one show coming up at the Fillmore um, in like a week, right. actually, I think a week from today and stay tuned. I feel like there will be more similar sorts of things coming. Yeah. Um, yeah it's cool. uh it's always exciting <laughs> you never know what's coming up for sure I, I feel like i was born on the wrong coast that's how i feel but oh. uh, i mean <laughs> it's a pretty good it's a pretty good coast yeah well so. you know elliot was in right in the middle of the country so she's closer to both coasts but really was, yeah yeah it was um yeah of course she's now a a west coaster um thank you so much for doing this guys uh continued yeah. success obviously you know that you know the sound podcast and and Ira's in your corner. We love hearing about new music from both of you, and uh, and thanks so, so much for taking the time and and for sharing stories from this record with us. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> I fully enjoyed that conversation. It felt like I was hanging out with old friends, which they certainly are. For more on Midnight North, including how to buy vinyl and tour dates, visit midnightnorth.com. Before we leave you, let's listen to another tune, this time a bit of a remake from the original version from the 2017 album Under the Lights. Here is the new, perhaps better version of Back to California from Diamonds in the Zodiac. Maybe I will. 
You've been listening to The Sound Podcast. Technical production by Adam Karsh and Andrea Ruse. Inspired by the music we love. For more, visit thesoundpodcast.com.